he's just like like you ash like you should quit basketball and just worry about the grades you know you got that unlocked don't even worry about this anymore man i'm looking i'm like it didn't even hit me for real. i'm just like yo what like i'm like 14 15 why are you you know and it had struck you know obviously it struck a chord and there was two two ways to go about it i was i could either you know take it on the chin and keep it going and obviously the one that's typically going to happen to a kid is like you're going to give up you just you're the the person i got to go through to even get to where i want to go and you telling me quit so that happened uh and that summer man it changed my life Welcome to the LA Hoop Stories Show, where we tell the stories of players and trainers in the LA area. We are sponsored by Need to Work Out, which is a training company that helps players get faster and stronger and quicker to get better at their individual sport. You can check the company out at Need to Work Out TV on Instagram and Twitter. Please enjoy the show. Thank you. All right, y'all, I got one of the most, I would say, underrated players in the city, super skilled. It's crazy that I just met you a few months ago, but you've been around in the city, man, um, doing your thing with the videos, showing cats a lot of great moves. I got Ash Edwards in the building, man. What's yeah, good? Yes, sir. How's it going, buddy? Man, it's good. So, you know, I've just been watching you for a minute. Got to play with you a few months ago. We yeah. undefeated when we played together. <laughs> Big um, facts. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to get a little bit of your story. So... When did you start hooping? Like, what was your journey growing up? Uh, all right. You want the detailed version or you want the, what you need? You give me, the, like, the slight, you know, diet version, but get I, into it I a get, I get you. So, uh, <laughs> I saw it even more. He said, uh, you know, most cats be like, yeah, I've been hooping since I was born. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it, it's not been like that, but my passion's been since I was a kid. Like, uh, mm. you know, you go to the grocery store. Like, I think it was, like, my first word, like, ball. But, mm -hmm. you know, you go to when they got the basket, I still do it now. Like, I'll get it to Walmart, take mm -hmm. a ball out, and still shoot it or a mini <laughs> basketball and still dribble it. So my passion was in, but I didn't start playing until, uh, i say, middle school. Wow, that's 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 very yeah. late. A lot of cats, like me, like I said, I started when I was five. Right. A lot of cats start younger. So were you in any other sports or anything else? Or No, I was just like... You know, I'm I'm just your normal kid. I love video games and mm -hmm. uh, watching like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel. But I I played. I was just like as far as a team, I'm um, I'm still kind of like that way now. Just behind the scenes, like you said, just yeah, out, out of the way. Yeah. So I always would. I I dribbled a lot. So I'd go in front of my house. Yeah, I, I could see that <laughs> to this day. I go in front of my uh, my grandma's house or uh, shout out to my mom. Like she let me. You know, most parents parents be like, Nah, don't do that. She'll let me dribble in the house. Like we mm -hmm. had this little tile floor in the front of the apartment or something she'll let mm -hmm. me rock so um it wasn't until my stepdad was like hey, if you really want to play let's work and mm -hmm. uh like i said I, was, I would play like it in recess or something like with my friends but mm -hmm. i had to be about 10 or 11 when he was like if you you know for what's about to come if you really want to play i know you love it you love the nba and all that we got to start working and yeah. um middle school is when i started so what was your first experience like on your first team how good were you how did you feel? uh I was pretty good, man, compared to the other players around me. I went to a school named uh, Virgil Middle School in, like, downtown L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it was, you know, predominantly like an Hispanic school. So mm -hmm. I, I stood out a lot. So ironically, you know, they, they, they think you're already going to be like the nicest, the one. nicest one. But, yeah. you know, believe it or not, there was a who happened to be my cousin later, this one guy. And he's man. He still has the most bounce to this day. My boy Cameron Bailey, my cousin, actually. And uh, mm -hmm. so he was the other guy. But just when I got in there, it was still, you know, dealing with the eighth graders. It's like a real little story, you know, kid storyline. You come in, you're like, oh, man, I'm about to play basketball. So, mm -hmm. but my handle, it always saved me. I had a handle. Yeah. I couldn't, I, when I shot, I still crossed my arms like this. Reggie you know, Miller. Exactly. <laughs> but but I, had, I always had enough, you know, wiggle to get to where I needed to get to. So that's a, a side conversation that we could get into is training versus game. So it's crazy. These days, a lot of kids, they have a lot of games. It's like the yes. AU era, they play so much, but for sure. they don't train as much as I would feel like they need to be training. So how do you feel like the balance should be between training and actual game? You know what? Uh, I'm biased. Like I said, I didn't come up with much. Mm -hmm. Even though my stepdad like took me out, the training I just love the game. So anytime I got a chance to play ones, mm -hmm. any just any chance, like I, I didn't really play start playing against people until middle school. So I'm I'm not big on. It depends what you define training. Like having a trainer other than just going no, out. No, I me. mean just just actually just getting out there. Oh, if you're just shooting by yourself, like man, just getting. I think that's the most important thing to do. Okay, cool. I, 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 that's you know I still do it to this day. Yeah. I think it's uh it's how you get a feel for how you play for imagination i think those are the mm -hmm. keys that are super important yeah i definitely feel like at least getting up shots and actually doing the moves one thing i learned from you and a lot of other guys you guys do moves over and over and over yeah so even before you get into that game situation you need to have that muscle memory where i did this move hundreds if not thousands of times yeah so you're comfortable with it so back when we were growing up you know the thing was you have to add a move to your game every summer, or right? that's something yes. you try to do. So to do that, you have to go do that rep, that rep work in training and do that move or that shot hundreds, of, if not thousands of times. You have, you have no idea. Like it's, well, I know we'll get into it later, but even how I work out now where I'm imaginative, like you'll see a minute of video, but when I work out, People would be mad because they'll see me do a move and they're like, oh, he has to work on crossovers and all that. Like, man, I work out a triple threat every single every time, time I work yeah. out. Like, it's jab step, pump fake. It's it's really simple. I, like, my, my actual workout is just very simple. And Kobe, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, he was the same way. Gilbert exactly. Arenas, same way. They would exactly. do the same move in the same spot. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sometimes these kids, they're playing so many games, it's like, you're not sharpening your tools because you're not working on these moves. So exactly. you end up playing so many games. You be you end up being the same player you were two, three, four yes. years ago. And I was just talking to Spence about a lot of players, they get put in a box. That doesn't sure. help that you're not sharpening it. So you don't necessarily need a trainer, but you need to have that, that about yourself where I'm going to get these shots up or I'm going to get up and do these moves. And a lot of them is when you first start, I'm not even good at this move. Man, I'm I, not good with my left hand. I am the definition good. of being boxed in, like mm -hmm. so boxed into like we don't want you in the box. Like right. <laughs> like that's how uh so that's what that training like you're speaking about gave me confidence. So mm. uh first you know, you look at me, I, I know how people look at me, it's like you hey, don't hoop. You don't really that's mm -hmm. he can't be that. But or now when I start playing, it's like just pass the ball or you're too skinny, mm -hmm. just do something. But it's like that time that you have with yourself that's what matters the most. It's like, because you know, 
if I've done yeah. it, oh, like you said, those thousands and thousands yeah. of reps, I know I can hit this shot. I know I can do yeah. it. And that's why I'm so glad you're doing the videos that you're doing on um, Instagram and, and TikTok and all that stuff. Because me, as a, a true hooper, when I get to play with you and I, I first start seeing you, I'm like, this is a guy that puts in a lot of reps. And it was funny. I brought my cousin to one of the runs. He in high school. He was like, oh, that, that guy is really good. <laughs> and I was dope. just like, yeah, you can tell by how somebody plays and how Chris their moves in, Chris their moves are, right. how much work they're putting in. That's dope. And then the stuff they go to, like, damn, I wouldn't go to that move on game. I wouldn't yeah. even be comfortable with that. The fact that you're even comfortable with that, that shows how much time you've been putting in. So it's, it's so great to see that you putting that in front of the world. So yeah. talk about um, kind of your motivation for that and the process in that. Uh, well, that, that goes to like everything you just mentioned is literally why I do it. It's like uh, it starts with myself first and foremost. Uh, mm. I'm 28. So, you know, the typical route for us is if you're not playing pro mm. or, you know, if you uh, you basically should you've either retired or you're coaching or doing mm. some type of training. Uh I, I just love playing so much. I still had a bitter taste when people try to again box you in. Like, mm. like you made like everything was like, "Are oh, you made it this far? You should just do this now." And so, right. uh, and I just couldn't get with that. So for me, it was it was just a, out of passion. I wanted to make sure that mm. you know I'm always big and just as a life thing, I like to write my own story. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to do this, but I don't want to be a and no disrespect to people who do it, but like a comedian. Yeah, uh, I don't kind. I, I mean, I like it, but it's yeah, not like I didn't want to. Being be put in that box and uh, even like the first couple of videos I would do those I don't know if you see like the side by side like, yeah yeah for sure and um, even that was like that was like my first step in being creative because I just mm -hmm. wanted to blend in that like art in an artsy way blend in hoop and social mm -hmm. media so and then from there I was like well I don't like doing that because it's like choreography rather right. rather than practice like I'm you can see that I'm capable of doing it which is dope like mm -hmm. I'm but it's more like step for step and this and that. I was like, and I, I just wanted to, uh, the videos now are just like, I take a move, even part of a move, and I'm like, I have the eye to see what that is, then mm -hmm. I want to go work on that, which is more so like when I was a kid. Because mm -hmm. as before we had, you know, I had YouTube fairly at, at a t as a teenager, but before that, you'd watch a Laker game. Right. And you're, you know, you watch a Laker game on KCAL 9, mm -hmm. and you get that one or two replays. That's it. And you better go, you know, take that with you. Yeah, so I think that's one of the greatest things that you do is you take the the move from the old old school player, um, and then you 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 copy the move and incorporate it to what you're doing. So I want to we want you to talk about like watching film, like going right. on that. How important is that to you? Because obviously you do it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's important. I mean, you know, every everything they say nothing's new under the sun, right? So, Correct. Uh, what I try to do is first pay homage. Mm -hmm. You're right, because it would be easy for me to take the the Kyrie and not to say I wouldn't do those, the Kyrie's or the Steph's, Trey Young's and uh people of that of the world, but it's that feeling of like, man, you you know, without sounding like an old head, sometimes like, man, you young guys don't even know, like yeah. or even sometimes for me it surprises me, like oh, I took a John Stockton highlight, mm -hmm. had no idea he had hit somebody with like a super, <laughs> super cold and I was like, Oh, I wanna use that. So mm -hmm. it uh it helps build the imagination, man. It's just like y'all got books here. It's just like reading. You know, you the yeah. more and more information you have, the more you can play with and decipher what you want to use and uh, build it to who you are. Right, and it, also to add on that, it's a timeline with basketball. So some of the guys you're using, you see some of them in here. Rod Strickland, that's yes. Kyrie's got that. Yes, you yes, know yes. Nick Van Essel, he coached in the G League. Exactly. So it's a timeline where 
these newer cats, they're a continuation of the older cats. Exactly. Arenas, they helped build the league. And then when you posted that comment about bad shot taking, you know what I mean? Yeah. These dudes literally shaped the league. For sure. And then you could go all the way back to the 80s when we had Paul Westfall at LMU. And they yes. were going up and down. So it's like for you to shout out them guys, it's like it's a continuation of basketball to yes. get to where we got today. You need all that. Thank so it's like it's like you saying it's it's book learning. It's, it's doing your homework. Yeah, and hopefully, like you said, it's that incorporation of I'm playing my part to bridge gaps. Exactly, you know, exactly. Where. So back to your story. Um, talk about high school. Where did you go, and how was that journey? Uh, I went to Fairfax. Ooh. So. Uh, yeah, it was, it was tough, but it was it was important for me. Uh, how that worked out was, like I said, I went to a school in downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, you needed open enrollment. They had it, so open mm-hmm. enrollment to go to a different school. And uh, we had one tournament at Fairfax uh, when I was in middle school. And um, my my cousin, who I said he was like really he was elite. Like we mm-hmm. that's how he ended up going to Fairfax. We played, and they were like, we want him. And meanwhile, like I'm killing, but you know nothing's gonna beat the guy jumping out the gym and. Yeah, you know it, it, he's built a certain way. Um, I was just like, okay, I want to go to where the best basketball is. Like that was I had yeah. no in, no like no background of it except for the guy who I know is the best player at my middle school mm-hmm. went and he's a year ahead of me. He went to Fairfax, mm-hmm. so that's how I made my decision. Mom signed me up. We go. It's like I'm taking two buses to get there. But mm-hmm. all right, uh, quick going through the story. My freshman year. So basically, I'm I'm not the, some guy like even though like now I can say it and it makes sense like because I'm I'm nice so it's like hopefully mm-hmm. I don't sound crazy but you know it's, no, uh, it's, uh, it's so say uh, it how it is <laughs> so I'll back you up on that <laughs> but back then I'm just some scrawny kid short kid trying to like hey look, you know I'm, I just love basketball so I was the ball boy my freshman year for mm. the varsity team my pops had called uh, Coach Katani mm-hmm. and that's I he, I'll tell you about him later but he uh. I had really great grades. Like I'm, I was like valedictorian at my middle school. So mm. my dad made the call. He's like, "Hey, my my kid's coming there, and he, uh, we just can you put him somewhere like mm-hmm. where he can fit in?" And um, man, that was one of the best times in my life. I got made fun of so much. Like to, I I laugh now to where I'm at, where I'm like people look up to me. And they're like, "You're my favorite player," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Man, I have no idea." I was just like this kid getting the, the ball thrown at, sometimes get hit in the face or something. Like, mm-hmm. yo, watch out. But I, I love that experience because Fairfax that year, we won every championship, city, state, and regional. Mm. And to have that close up to to watch these players, we had Chase Stanback, a point guard, a point, yep, a point guard named Ja'Shawn Hampton, who's still like yeah. top five high school defenders, Ross Singer. It's Solomon Hill who's in the league. league yeah. Like, to to watch that up close, man, it was uh it was just a crazy thing. So we take that and we go into my sophomore year. So I want to play now, like that yeah, was, for sure, right? I, and I played freshman. I did play on the freshman team, um, and still wasn't looked at as like one of the top guys. I was just playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you take that and being, I used to be able to hop into practice too for the varsity squad. So mm-hmm. we travel and they're like, Ash, play, you know, play the play the other guys. So sometimes I'm come there shooting every shot just because mm. we play Brandon Jennings tomorrow. Be Brandon Jennings. Yeah, like, go, all right, shot. I'm shooting it all. Um, sophomore year, I go in and uh, I'm like, let me go JV. Let me try it out. Um, and the way Fairfax used to work was there was a travel team named uh, the Westsiders. Mm. And uh, it basically, it was like the first time, 
you know, it's a top 25 school in the country. So they work in a whole different way. And without mm-hmm. giving up too much, it's like they had a system. They, you go from a travel ball team, come to Fairfax, JV, varsity, you, do, you know, you got it. Uh, and here I am, just some random odd kid. So uh, I play JV. And I was cut. Like, I was cut from the very jump. Like, uh, the only reason they let me be back on the team was I was the ball boy. So it was like love. It was like Katani was like, yeah. and he's known to be a, you know, a pretty mean guy. But mm. our relationship is like, is that like, he was super cool on a personal level. So I'd, I'd have no hatred for him. As a coach, it's like, yo, you almost took everything away. But the cool part about that is I didn't play my sophomore year. Basically. Like I was on the team, didn't get any PT or you got that nervousness when, when you step into a game and like anything you do is just going to be... Mm-hmm looked bad at like I make a pass and the other guy misses just like Ash what are you doing it's like yo like he missed it not me mm-hmm. like what happened so the tough the call the part that's most important about this year is at the end of the season man we lose to I think to tapped or something and um we we have a huddle my JV my JV coach he has everybody in the huddle and he's like you know like I said I'm chilling I'm like 15th man I'm not even worried about this conversation uh he goes on to say you know, there's going to be some uh, guys who, you know, you know, the whole typical talk. It was a good season. Everybody's cool. He's like, there's going to be some guys who aren't going to go play on it after this. It is what it is. He's like, um, and he's like, like you. Mm. He's like, you should quit. Mm. Like, this is, I'm trying to tell you, like, it's the most random thing. Like, it's mm. a group of us, 15. Like, mm. he's just like, like you, Ash. Like, you should quit basketball and just worry about the grades. You know, you got that unlocked. Don't even worry about this anymore. Man, I'm looking, I'm like, it didn't even hit me for real. I'm just like, mm-hmm. like, yo, what? Like, I'm like 14, 15, why are you, you know? And it, it struck, you know, obviously it struck a chord and it was two yeah. two ways to go about it. I was like, I could either, you know, take it on the chin and keep it going. And obviously the one that's typically going to happen to a kid is like, you're going to give up. Mm-hmm. You just, you're the, the person I got to go through to even get to where I want to go. And you telling me quit. So that happened. Uh, and that summer, man, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I I worked out super hard. I went to every open run, and that was big for me. Going back to hoop, like mm-hmm. them summer open runs, being uh played at Pan Pacific Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and I was a pretty independent kid, so I travel around the city on the metro. LA is is different from you know like out here or anything where you don't really want to be on the bus too much as a kid or just chilling. But LA, you, man, we going to. North Hollywood just... Is that when they still had the, the three-day, uh, all-day passes? All-day. I mean, I had... <laughs> That's what I I had the uh, monthly passes, but, you know, we was... We was deep. We had them little fake monthly passes. Yeah, so you, fake <laughs> ones. That somebody done with their day pass. Hey, who you, use that? You pay for the for the fake sticker, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Allegedly. So, um, we, we go, but... Man, traveling went to late. We would go to different high schools. It was just a really great time, and I love that. that. That's, like, one of my favorite times of basketball, and, uh... I had long, really, like everything in my life changed. I had like super long hair with braids and I cut it all off. Like I was just like, we doing everything different. And um, when I came back, man, it's like the confidence it, it, it stepped in. From the work. From the work. Yeah. I, 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 was, I, felt, mm-hmm. I felt a certain way now. I was like, he told me to quit. I'm like, I'm coming at everybody. Like mm-hmm. it just clicked for me. Cause I was, I said, these guys aren't that, it was just like, they're not that good for you to be mm-hmm. telling me don't play basketball and I you know and the, the thing, thing about it is the other players other players knew 
Like it was like that's how it go. Yeah, like other players knew like I'm talented enough not for you to be telling me to get off the team to quit basketball. So after that summer, man, we come in and every year we'd have tryouts. Like even though they knew who the team was, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we still have tryouts. And long story short, man, I killed every guard we had mm-hmm. in that tryout. Like it was just to the point that my to Katani brought me. He like he was you know befuddled, like dumbfounded. Like he just was like, hey, well. I've never seen this. Like, he literally, he's like, I've never seen this. He's like, do you want to play JV or varsity? And I told him, obviously, I'm like, varsity. Like, yeah. You know, but he made his own decision. He's like, oh, well, let's get some experience on JV. Mm. And I killed that junior year. I was a junior on JV. Man, it's, it's, it's crazy hearing that. <laughs> I ain't never really told my story, but that's a part of my story. I was the same way. And the, the parallel between your story and mine, which I want to ask about, is... You went to a super powerhouse. Yes. I went to Bishop Montgomery. We're not on Fairfax level of a powerhouse, but in the Catholic school world, no, we sure. were a powerhouse. Big time, yeah. So it's a different type of grind when you're at that type of school. You know what I mean? And Man. it's like, it's a lot of cats like you that get caught up and it's like, you're good. You could have went to another school and been playing varsity yeah. ninth, 10th grade and been starting to have good numbers. And it's like, dang, man, I'm here. So talk about that just... You kind of already did how Fairfax grooms you playing for a powerhouse. How yeah. it's a lot of pressure on everybody. For Dude. sure. Uh, like I still grew up around a basketball family, so my family's from Compton. So in mm. my other school that I was very close to transferring to would have been Compton Dominguez. So which is a powerhouse. Exactly. So I really had no choice but to be around like the big dogs, but mm. and they had in the guard position, it, they were stacked. You know, so. That was already like in my mind. Like I knew dope, like great basketball from the jump, but mm. yeah, man, when you are around that, like I said, you either rise up to the occasion or you fold. Exactly. You know? And um, exactly, I, I was blessed to be around a lot of hard workers like myself. Like, like I said, now you know I'm cool, cool with everybody. It's like I'm in the cool group and everything. Like mm. I, I relate more to the to like the grinders who nobody knows and. Like, I hung out with them. Like, I didn't really want to. Yeah. I, I, I was like, a, I had a personal, like, vendetta, vendetta. with Vendetta. Yeah, yeah wait, I, wait, it was It's crazy. Things. Like, I know exactly what you're going through because I went through the same thing. And you know the craziest thing when I watch a lot of your videos is, like, I could tell by your music choice. Oh, <laughs> my God. When I was, like, when I seen you had, like, a slum, slum village song in your, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a different type of cat. Yeah, it's, it's And just, then... When we played an open run, we played, I ain't going to mention the name, we played against somebody who's known. And it's kind of like, I seen that in you. Yeah. And it's like, me not even knowing your, this is why I want to know your story, but right. me not knowing your story, I was intrigued. I was like, it's something extra there. Yeah. Because it was like, we in this run against this person with a name, and it's like, nah, I'm that guy too. Yeah. And, and I, I, love, I love that I, person you're talking I, about too. Yeah, I know. We yeah. all love him. <laughs> But I could see it, and that's why I was like, it's it's a story there for sure. Yeah. It, it, but your demeanor at the same time is like one of a guy that doesn't even play. Yes. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's a good trade-off for me, man. It's like... Uh, it's like, I, I, when I, I first met you, I was like, does this guy even who? And then you get on the court, it's like, game, game, game. And it's like, who? You don't have the demeanor of a guy that's going to come out here and just kill all of us all, all the time. And it's like, but that's what you do. So your journey yeah. explains that. Which No, for sure. So, um, as my girl says, she's, she's like, she's come to every game I've been with her since, mm-hmm. uh, freshman year of college. We'll get to that. But she calls me the silent assassin. Oh yeah. She's that's just like, you. 
I won't talk to nobody or anything or yeah. super cool at you. Hey, and then it's like once the court, it's like. It's so let's different. get into that. Let's get into college. So talk about that journey. Okay. So I'll finish off high school because that's what takes me into that. So to end that, I have that really great time. JV, I get some confidence. I play. And then basically to close it off, I don't play my senior year. Like, wow. Like I play varsity, but it's just not this. Uh, oh, I know, I know it's kind of long, long, prolonged, but this is how it starts. So spring league, that's what we would have. Like back then, now they play all the time, but back then it wasn't as. It was uh, like spring and fall league. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we played in spring league and uh, we played Taft. And it's crazy because like how, how B Moore's story was going, it, in, it intertwined. So they had all those players. All those players, yeah. Spencer, Dinwiddie, uh, Bryce, DeAndre, um, and I forget who else, but those were like the main guys and we beat them. But I was the leading scorer. Mm. Like, we won off a buzzer beater. Uh, I had, it wasn't a lot, but in high school and playing against it was 15. And I was, no, that's a lot in high school. Right. So I was on, I had like a half court shot. It was just this crazy, like, who is this guy? LA Times. It's this popular writer named Eric. I forget his last name. Eric, it starts with an S. Yeah. It's, it's a long name, but I know exactly how the guy. Hit it. Yeah. Exactly. He shows so If he shots you out, you're official. So I got my shout out. Like, and I was, you got to, wow. you know, right. I got 15. Ashton Edwards leads the game, beats Taft. Um, you, I was ecstatic, bro. Like, because it was the spring league. I'm like, oh, this year's about to be crazy. Like, um, I wanted to always go D1. I tell people, like, I didn't even know there wasn't. I only knew D1s. I didn't know. It's crazy. We just had this conversation with uh, Spence. <laughs> I only knew of Division <laughs> ones. Like, I didn't know JUCO. I didn't know D2, NAIA. Yeah. Like, because, uh, you know, I was used to, we we had Renardo Sydney play on our team my junior year. So Yeah, that was a, I tell people about him to this day. That was a different time in the city. It's, that man, that was our, like, I, I was supposed to play with him. Like, that's who I was practicing with. So, yeah. we'd, and our, we'd get Tim Floyd and. Bill Self coming in the office and I'm talking to him and they're like, hey, like you're a pretty nice guard. Like, and I'm yeah. like, so my, you know, but senior year comes, we beat them and there's going to be people, certain people that listen to this, so I won't go into super detail, but it just, it was political. You know, after, after yeah, that, that's, after that's that moment of, hit. It's a part of life, yeah. Imagine having that moment and then the next game you just don't play. Um, <laughs> Was there any coaches from other schools barking, like trying to get you? Cause that happens in high school, you know. Like, I ain't using them. I'm gonna use them. It was I. I had made a. I was going to quit. Mm. Like, and one of my boys, who's, which I think about, it, I'm. I'm glad I stayed loyal. But it was I was going to go to either Dominguez, Polly, or Mayfair. Like, I was gonna come mm. out here early. So, I didn't do it. I stayed with it, and I ended up having a horrible year, man. Like, didn't play. Nervousness every time I did play. Uh, saw some great talent, but didn't play my last high school game. Like, this is when it was like. Katani played some sophomores from JV. He brought them up. And didn't play your senior year. Senior year, last game. It was the, man, it's still. Yeah, that's sad. Um, (laughs) I kind of had the same decision going into senior year. Luckily, my result was a little bit different. um, But I did end up playing backup center. <laughs> I, that's why I rebound so good these yeah. days. But I played backup, backup center. center. But I got to be a, I, I got some minutes. You got some minutes. So, it was cool, but that I was in the same decision. So, yeah, go ahead and talk about So, yeah, man, I marked all that off. And then uh, I went to University of Arizona as a, like, academically. And mm-hmm. um, came home after two months because it was just, I wanted to hoop. I met, like, a, I met a great trainer out there, like a great mentor, Coach mm-hmm. Jamal. And uh, we, we just was going over options because I was killing in that 
U of A Rex Center. I was 17 years old and I got, got that confidence back and it was it was like rumblings that it was 2010 like it was like oh there's about to be a walk on it's like it ain't been a walk on in like seven years you're gonna be next I'm like yeah but uh, I wanted a scholarship I wanted a scholarship so I didn't want I didn't want to sit for two years and you know go through the motions of if I I was I didn't want my parents to pay for anything so I just left man I left on my 18th birthday and uh, honestly that was a tough year I just sat out and then I, I come to my grandma's house for the summer. Just, just because, just to get like a breather. It's 2011, mm-hmm. and one of my dad's good friends, uh, Ozzy, tells me he's like, like he talks in a certain way, and he's you know real, real cool demeanor. And uh, he's like, I'm gonna take you to LBCC. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a camp at LBCC when I was like, you know, younger, like 10 years old. They used to have mm-hmm. summer camps, so I went, um, probably like a teenager actually. So I go there. He's like, and they're at the end. Like this is the end of the summer, cause I'm I'm there for a while. He's like, but we're gonna have a tryout, and when I pull, no, it was just the beginning of tryouts, and it was like, man, I it's no exaggeration. It felt like sixty people in that gym. That's how junior college trials go. It it felt like sixty people in that gym, yeah, and that's how, I'm just over here like, okay, I gotta end, cause I was this like he's a coach, he's an assistant coach, and but I was I still gotta show up, and this is all grown men. It's the grown first men, time you yeah. like. You really it's definitely are. a culture shock when you start yeah. playing against in, in JUCO. And for sure. me, I was I was kind of used to it just because of open runs in the summer. Like I said, you're playing mm-hmm. against all types of older cats. So, but you know, you like it doesn't it didn't make sense to me. It was like one dude's is freshman. He's like it's my freshman year. I was like, oh, how old are you? He's like 33. I was like, yeah, like yo, what? Like 33. So, all that to say, I had the tryouts, man. And Coach Barry, uh, he liked my game and he picked me up. So, that yeah. was that was the beginning. Like. Yeah, made yeah, the yeah. team. Um, as far as just that's where I meet be more. Yeah, and everybody else is just playing the city, but still kind of like the outsider because as crazy as it seems, when you're from, nobody knew I was like you know I, I grew up in Compton and Long Beach, so uh, and uh, Inglewood too. So, but just as far as like my family's from out here, but they don't know who I am. So even though it's in the same city, they're like Barry would be like. Oh man, you from West Hollywood? You don't know. Yeah, Long Beach <laughs> has a strong culture. It's Very crazy. So. Like, um, in California, you know, Oakland is the town, and Oakland is Oakland. Yes. But you know, a little less to that is like Long Beach. Long Beach yes. is its own special its own, entity, yes. and it's like if you ain't been there since elementary, it's like you're an outsider. So I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and I never accepted it. I'm like, yeah, I ain't gonna tell me who I am. Like, I knew too many people, so I was like. Yeah. I, just because I don't know you, don't mean like it's just the same way like you said. Like I don't be knowing people, but I know my city. I know people. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But. So um, going through that, um, obviously you were an amazing player at Long Beach, amazing team. Appreciate um, it. So just go through the process of, you know, you were already knew you had that talent, but yeah. now it's like you you got that proof. I'm the man. Yeah. Well, you know, because even that was a process. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Me and we have a, a running joke. Um, I'm probably the the player that Barry has gotten into it with the most. Mm. Like, I, I had a tough time. Um, most of it for me being combative, coming mm. off of just that hard shell because I didn't want what happened to me in high school to happen, happen again. again. So yeah. I came with, like, a, as, and I'm the most respect. Like I was the most respectful kid. And, uh, yes, sir, no, ma'am. and mm-hmm. But that mentality, it just felt like it got me nowhere. So when they would talk to me a certain way, I'm like, no, I'm not taking that, bro. I'm not doing that. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to, whatever, get kicked out the gym. Uh, yeah. I almost got kicked off a of city my freshman year. <laughs> like, 
because we had a squad and it was we lost we were horrible that like the early on we mm-hmm. started off zero and eight. <laughs> Be more talked about that, bro. So we started <laughs> off zero and eight, and since he already talked, about it, we always ended up. We almost ended up winning the conference championship by the end of the season. But yeah, that's the year I played. That's crazy. So uh, the way who you play for? Harbor. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's one. Of your, the game we had against Shaw at home. Like it was certain games that cemented me as like, okay, he's gonna be the next guard. So like, yeah. I became, I went from being almost kicked off to being like six man role, mm. and it was one of those like, it wasn't to be cocky, but it was like, hey, when I play, we win. Mm. Like it was that's how Plus it was. Mine is crazy. Yeah, it was like, hey, when I play, <laughs> we win. Like however you want to go about it, that's how it works out. We win. Oh and eight, I didn't really get no time. The first game we win. I come off the bench. I'm the second leading scorer mm-hmm. behind B. Moore. And we win the game. And I saw him like, so we started getting into a rhythm. And I had, I would get my 20 to 30 minutes just being that backup point guard. And in that year, it wasn't about me scoring. Um, I learned how to really control the pace of a game mm-hmm. through when to score and when not to score. And that was, we had a really great point guard named Renard. So, yeah, he was good. Man, really good. so he, he, I was able to watch him. Yeah, and, a um, team. Yeah, so, but after that, we, we got a, we basically had all the players come back, like the main players. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that sophomore year. And I was going to come. We had an amazing summer. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't lose. Like, we, we were blowing out teams. And uh, I was coming off the bench again, but more in a Jamal Crawford, mm-hmm. like Lou Williams type joint. Like, yeah. go, go, James Harden, go out there, get buckets, and just go hoop. Uh, but a couple of players got ineligible, like two key starters. Yeah, that happens in junior college. Right, so two <laughs> key starters became ineligible, and um, and that was crazy. You know, it's like a everybody's like, like what's gonna happen? And um, and ironically, that's how it works out. Like it, it was in my favor. Just, Opportunity. Yes. Period. So I already felt like you know it's just confidence. Like, I'm already one of the best anyway. But as a team, collective, we were gonna be better. But individually, I'm like. Okay, my 20, 30 minutes just went to 40. Like, mm-hmm. So that sophomore year, yeah, man, it was – that that kind of cemented me into, like, like I don't want to be too big on it, but, like, underrated legend. Like, Yeah, I mean, the tapes, the tapes are out, and that's definitely yeah. what it shows. It took me to a whole <laughs> different, like, level because I was putting up, you know, 30 points, like, with ease, and I'm this kid that still nobody knows, so I'm yeah. – like we play in East LA, I get 30 and so, 8. So, you starting this year, I, I would imagine. Yeah, like, because once the two starters. Yeah. So, that's one uh, conversation that a lot of people don't talk about. It's a difference between coming off the bench and then um, being one of the top three options. So, how what was the difference for that with you? Like, how did you feel about that? It was... I Like I said, yeah, if you're a hooper, you're going to take the opportunity. Right. You know what I mean? So... I was already in a zone of scoring and being able to, you know, my homie asked me not too long ago, but I, I've, I've kind of feel unstoppable. Like mm-hmm. it was a certain, my certain style of play, which is getting more popular now. Like everything that I, how I play was, was looked down upon. Yeah. Like, the scoring guard. Scoring guards, not, yeah. not a popular, it wasn't, it wasn't a popular thing. You'd get condemned for that. Like sub, even after you make the shot, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So but when the opportunity was like, just go. It was, mm. it was free 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 reign like uh but i guess it 
how, literally, literally how the game is played now it just gave me range to make choices without the coach having to be in my ear. Yeah, because he didn't he didn't have those two other guys. It's like we gotta play them. We gotta play. And it's that's also why we try to tell kids go to where you're wanted and needed. You exactly. want to be in a good situation because you could get in a situation where you you plan for a better school per se, but you might have a few other people at your position so you, you're looking over your shirt a little bit so for sure you're you're kind of more contained a little bit when you on a court yeah. versus you know a coach love you, you know this program love you they're going to give you the keys if it's a situation like that go so you can Definitely. play more free and when you're free you're better you're always yes. be better down the road i like i like balance like you got to find it where you can because you need to go against somebody who's gonna knock you exactly knock you in the face a little bit just to check where you at you know yeah, iron sharpens iron, iron for sure for sure so I got that from being at Fairfax, so exactly that was always my secret ticket. Was like when everybody thought it was like when I made it to the top because then it became every guard coming after me. I never lost the underdog card, like yeah. the, so. It was, and you knew it's that's just a different type of level going to a Fairfax. So your iron was sharpened, so you was man. ready. I, I need my and and that's what a lot of kids need because it's like. When when you make a mistake and you come out every time, it's like, damn. You yes. know what I mean? It's, it's a tough situation. It's so tough, man. You, after Long Beach uh, College, where did you go and talk about that? Uh, so I stayed out a year. Uh-huh. Um, again, highs and lows, but just briefing over it. Briefing over it like uh, you would imagine after being one of the top scorers and assist guys in the, in the state that mm. – you'd get somewhere because that was my I'm like oh I'm again after just like that game in spring league I'm like oh it's about to go crazy yeah calls and man I fell flat on my face like I would get calls but no and that's the difference between calls and offers like it's a difference it's a big difference I'm getting calls from big teams but and like I had the experience of coaches flying out for me but that that juco it was uh what was it oh the curriculum like whatever I had great grades, but you had to meet these requirements. And every time they're about to give it to me, they're like, Yeah, you're eight units short. Like either eight, twelve units short or we you'd have to have an AA. And gotta have an AA. And I was like <laughs> and it was tough because I'm like, yo, I did everything right that y'all told me to. Like, you know, it, it yeah, they used to make it seem like a choice, like take a fifth class if you want to. I was like, I'm not taking no fifth class, man. I'm in college. Like I want Did your coach do your schedule? Basically, we we had a counselor who didn't care. Like we had a counselor who didn't care. It's just like because he figured these kids don't, you know, they judges, they judges, they don't care about school. You know. Yeah. So it's crazy. We were just talking about this, but when you're in junior college, it's like you your own person. You on your own man. You on mm-hmm. your own. So when I was um in junior college, we had something called the I Getsy. So that was the form where you could get. That was the form you needed to get to. You could get to um the next level. Get your right. AA. So basically, the coaches did my um, classes the first semester, and I was in like I didn't test into the the English you need to transfer, and I'm like in some other class, and I'm like none of these classes transfer. So it's like after that, I start doing my own classes. Yeah. I got the sheet. What what requirements do I need? So I end up getting my A because of me. Man. I knew it, and I went to talk to people like, hey, I'm trying to get out. Put me into this class. I knew the administrators. I knew exactly who to talk to to get Look, this done. It's funny that you say <laughs> that because what ended up happening is I was going to go to Whittier, which is a mm-hmm. D three, no scholarship or anything, but it was just like last resort. And they basically did what they were supposed to do. They stayed close to me, just knowing that 
there was a possibility that this would crumble for me. Mm. So they were like, we got him. Mm. And I'm like, I'm kind of discouraged. Like, man, I just had D1s looking at me and now I'm about to go to a D3. And there's no disrespect. It's just what you, you know, what you, mm. what you go for. But at the very last second, one of my closest friends, uh, Trey, he told me, he called me, he was like, uh, hey man, there's no way you should be going to a D3 right now. I got this counselor. She just helped so-and-so get to a D1 just from helping and he his and he's like his grades are nowhere near where you at so i'm like all right um we pull up to it was a counselor from mount san Jacinto. she was super cool and so and that's in him so i take like a weekend trip she's like mm. and i only get like the last 15 minutes of the trip but she she did it for me she's like okay this is how we're going to approach it looked at my whole curriculum and everything like how mm. a counselor should do mm. and that's what happened so when i went back to city uh I basically, I created a new student ed plan for athletes, student athletes. Yeah. Like at the school, like it, it exists now. Like yeah. what I ended up doing changed the whole landscape of how city works now for student athletes. So yeah, that's, when that's dope, bro. I had a, and it was, it was simple task, but it was just like understanding your student ed plan. So I went back part-time student, uh, cause obviously I couldn't, I didn't have a full-time year left and, uh, without messing up my clock. And I took it to an, it just worked out well. It was a new counselor, a student athlete counselor. And he's he came, like, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take these classes. And then he's like, hey, this is really going to work. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm good. Like, because I was fortunate enough because, you know, you look up and you've taken every general ed class. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. And so a lot of electives. A lot of electives. And my electives are all in sociology and, mm. you know, it's all related. So I told him, like, this is how I'm going to do it. And, man, I... I ended up getting my I get I got two A's, one A on accident just from having so many classes. Yeah. That's yeah, that's very interesting. I'm kinda the same way. I was like my team counselor when I played. I was Bro. doing doing guys, helping guys with their homework, with their tests. I was telling them what classes to take, what classes yeah. didn't didn't matter, what didn't transfer out. It's so important. I was kinda the same way. But that's definitely important. If you do go to a JUCO out there, it's on you. At the end of the day, yeah. it's on you. And it might come down to that like Man, you just don't have the units or you don't have the A. So Yeah. So long um, story short though, I took I took that chance and obviously need to find a team. They don't care. That you've been out a year, they don't really like you anymore. And fortunately I had a really cool he wasn't my coach, but he came in with Spence and a few others when they were coming to City and it was coach Tristan Taylor and he's just a well connected coach to the city, yeah, man. I know. And him. um He also uh, he almost helped me out, actually. Yeah, that. super cool dude, man, and he got me to uh Alaska Fairbanks. Yeah. So just talk about that um, briefly. How was Alaska, man? Alaska was dope, man. I mean, it had its ups and downs, but as overall, I super enjoyed it. D2, I had a scholarship. Uh, great first year, just mm -hmm. off the strength of... It was tough, but I did what I was supposed to do on that level mm -hmm. to show that like, uh, I stand out. And um, yeah, man, I went into the senior year. I didn't finish my senior year just due to a lingering injury. Mm-hmm. And so it was tough because it sounded like the story they always tell you when they say, uh, <laughs> people don't make it, they get hurt. <laughs> like That's true. And, I've, I've also got hurt. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and it finished me off. In fact, so that's, and that's, uh, that's ultimately even what it, all the way to bring it back full circle, why I do those videos and stuff now as well was I didn't want to let my story be done at that point. Yeah, it's one thing about that I try to tell people, 
not even kids, everybody. It's like you really don't know when your time is. So yep. it's like, you know, I train a few kids. It's like, give me everything you've got today. Like when you step yep. on a court, you step on that track to run or whatever you're doing, weight room, because you never know when it's done. It was literally yeah. one day I was at 24. I came down, I landed, and my knee just wasn't the same again. That's tough. And I was, I was at the top. Uh, the top of where I was at, I was good. Yeah, like I, people were asking me, "You should be overseas and all that." And one day I came down. I haven't been the same since. That's so crazy. it's like you never know when your time is. You just don't. So give it everything you got because you don't want to look back. Like, man, I should have did this. I should have did yeah. that because I don't have those regrets. I did everything I could. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, hearing that, I always reiterate: just go hard. Like, yeah, these you know a lot of people these these kids these days. It's like. They don't want to work out. You know, they want the game. They want the highlights. They want the Instagram. They want all that. Yeah. But when it's time to work and all to put the phones away, it's kind of like, like I shouldn't have to push you because you, your story, you weren't getting pushed. They told no. you X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I'm going to the gym by myself. I'm going yeah. to wherever. I was the same way. Man, I'm not supposed to be here. So I'm, I'm grinding. Yes. But you, you know? say it come, it's, it's a part of life. And like you said, from, I know me personally, that's even what I try to you know, get across and uh, exemplify is just that stay true to you. And um, because mine is a stubbornness. So as you say that, I still got a little fire lit in me because that's probably the biggest difference of me being in our peer group is Mm -hmm. I just I got that fire still is um, the goal. The goals have changed. Like it's not so I won't even say the goals have changed. It's just not as black and white. Yeah. It's not like, are oh, your NBA overseas? It's just like, man, I love this game and I'm going to keep playing. Mm-hmm. And the way the world's set up, I get to have a chance to sh- share that with people and share mm-hmm. my gift. But uh, I've hit those moments where it felt like it might be over. And it's just a stubbornness. It's a fire that's just like, we're going to keep this going. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing with just not working hard is I try to preach just work smart, too. Work like, smart, for work sure. Smart. Like, figure some things, have a, build a foundation and understand yourself, build some self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's bigger than anything else because mm-hmm. when you have that, it, it's within you and nobody could take it away. And also having guys like that's why I like when you talk to the kids, uh, you know, kids having somebody that's been there. And yes. at the same time, they want the best for you, but they're going to also tell you the truth. Yes. So they could give you that, you know, that schedule, give you what you need so you can follow that in, in, in that in that process, you know. You know, a lot of a lot of kids now, you got the coaches, they love you or they hate you. But you need that in between. It's like, I still love you, but I'm gonna tell you the truth. Facts. And it's like that's why I love when we when we were training, you was pull kids to the side. For like, sure. You know, you, you did such a great job with that. So I, I just got a couple that, more man. couple more questions. Uh, one, you got a lot of early like two thousands, late nineties guys. So the differences between the game today and some of those players, what do you see? Like, and how do you feel about that? Okay, differences. Uh, it's We all know the game was just more physical. And I yeah. think the early 2000s were like the end, like the, the end, end yeah. of that. Um, I always go back to, you know, you go watch it on the highlights. Like, when you watch that Western Conference Finals between Lakers and Nuggets, mm-hmm. and you have Kobe and Melo going at it, like mm-hmm. just watching them go at each other, it you couldn't see that now. It, oh no, it, you couldn't no. see it now. It's so dudes don't even guard each other. Exactly. So without being the ultra old head, like oh man, back in the day it was it was. But it's just it's just the truth. Like it was more physical. They allowed more, and I think with that you have to figure more 
more out. You know, with today's game, mm-hmm. it's loose. So you basically are playing against cones. You know, it's, basically, you're basically playing against cones. It's, <laughs> it's dictated by the offense, and I'm not mad at that because I, I like offense. Yeah, you're so. an offensive player. Yeah, I'm an offensive player, so I don't mind it. Um, the key to uh, the, but the, I would say on the contrary. Me being able to guard certain guards now, it's a little easier for me because I remember defense from back then. So Oh, yeah. It, and it's, concepts. It's I think one thing yeah. that gets lost these days is concepts. People yeah. don't know help the helper or baseline sure. drive, baseline drift, which were elementary things that we were taught. Like, yes. dude, if he goes base, you need to cut off the line. Yep. You know what I mean? You shouldn't, let the defense, you shouldn't let the, the offensive guy go middle. He's going to kill your, kill your defense. Certain things like that. It's a lot of just talking, you know, mm, being talking. verbal, being verbal. Yeah. like uh, it takes practice. But that I would say that's the big difference with no with the lack of physicality. You're going to just get more offensive freedom. And with that, you're going to get a more free flowing game. So yeah. it, that's where you get. Uh, I don't want to just say inflated stats, but higher stats. And Yeah, I, I was going to kind of say that because, you know, I love LeBron and LeBron's great. He's top three. Yeah. on everybody's list. But the thing that these days that's going to inflate you, that lack of physicality, that's going to help careers go a little bit longer. And I love that. Yeah, And I, <laughs> and like, I, and love, I that. love that. Like, I love where the game is today. It's so skilled. I swear to God, like, every time I watch a game, it's like, I see a new move. It's like, I've never seen that before. And that's, and it goes and that's back. dope. But yeah. at the same time, it's like that yeah. pride. Yeah, it's for sure. That pride. pride. Like when we were coming up, it's like, I want to score 30, and I want my, my guy I'm guarding to score so nothing. Not, exactly. Now it's like, as long as I score more than him, I'm good. I got 30, but he had 25. And it's like, nah, that's how it wasn't like that for us. We wanted to shut down and score. Exactly. And then, or if a guy's going, it's like, okay, he's not going to get 60 tonight. <laughs> Facts. You're going to make him, to stop him. We're going to make him work for 40, 45. But like when Pat Bev. He had a game against Russ, and Russ had 40, but he took, like, 35 shots. I could respect that. For sure. He made him work. (laughs) He made him work. He made him work. And it's like, these days, it's not – it's getting more just like, oh, they go go score. It's so many possessions in the game. They're going to score. And it's like – so it's like – it's it's a give and take. It's definitely give and take. And, like, I'm always one where I have that too, but because I I transcended the older game fast because – Ironically, I, that's why I said what I got ridiculed for is what's popular now. But yeah, I was able to kind of slide into today's generation. Just yeah, because uh, that's where going back to health, like that helps me. Like the, oh, long, the longevity. Helps. I never was like this crazy athletic player, but so my lingering injuries. Once I got a hold of them and how to handle it, my game's not putting me in a position where I'm really getting hurt. Like mm. it's a uh, and like it's the way the game is now. It's like I fit. I fit in. So yeah, you, think about to the old days. It's like. It used to be places you get the, the wind knocked out of you. Oh like, man, that doesn't happen that's happened, anymore. That's happened to me a bunch a bunch of times. <laughs> like, dude, I, I got the wind knocked out of me. Um, oh man. Another question I want to ask you is the pace that you play at. It's certain players that got it. Not a lot of players have it. Yeah. It's like the Andre Millers. It's a few players yeah. that have it. Like playing under control. How you develop that? Uh, like playing said, at your own pace. For, for me, it was mandatory. Mm. Uh, playing against players that were basically a foot taller than me mm. and um i like to I, like i literally call it pace and space like mm. it's making sure that i'm moving at the speeds i want to move to to get to where i need to get to mm. uh and then where they can't get to mm. and um usually it's just i'm i'm a pretty like mathematical kid like scientific kid so it's momentum and it's like if i'm going dummy fast and i know and i'm going to stop and you don't know yeah 
that's hard to recover, you know, uh, just just being that, being unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you know what I'm going to do. In basketball, once you have a certain, like, few options, mm-hmm. that's why I said triple threat's my best friend. Yeah. You know, you think I'm going to shoot, cool, you're either going to play close, I'm going to drive by, you, you know, know. But You got to move in a redirect move, that's exactly. so golden. But I learned mine, t- to be honest, from, like, my first time learning it was from girls. Mm-hmm. Like, because that was, they were, when I came up, it was two girls on my block that was better than everybody. Yeah. Job. You know what's crazy about that? Um, I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, and you know he's in MMA. And it's like some of the more skilled fighters are the fighters who don't have the physical gifts. Yeah, you're And testing. those are girls and smaller men. So they have to be so technical to be great. Bro. So you saying the girls, like, yeah, they usually have to be even more technical because they... I think they're more skilled than guys. Yeah. I, I know they are. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen it enough to know that... Because they have to be. Exactly. Women are more... So when you're talking about the game, it is purest. I believe girls are better. But yeah. uh, like I said, I came up watching... Stu, I'll give him a shout out, is uh, Jave Woods and Dejon Franklin. One went to Poly, one went to Mayfair, and they ran. Like, they was killers, man. They would beat the boys on our block. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching that and you're just seeing, like, she don't jump higher, she don't do anything. Uh, I love left-handers. Like, mm-hmm. I'm right-handed, but I have a thing for just... It's different, and so I have a I have a love for playing differently, and uh, so pace for me was being able to dictate the game. Like that's what pace is. So for from an offensive standpoint, uh, jab you, see where you at, any you know a pump fake just to see if you're gonna react. And mm-hmm. what helps, uh, I learned how to shoot really well. So yeah, yeah, that's that's man. <laughs> it's that's I had to ask you that because I know it's something you emphasize because that's just not something you. You get a yeah. little bit of with it with old age, but it's something you have to work on. No, understanding sure. the court, understanding dimensions. Like it's a lot of IQ that goes into it. Yeah, angles, man. It's it's angles, the it's yeah. the nerdy part of the game that that's if you're talking to a kid, you don't have too much time or even in an interview to unless it's specifically about that because that's where I love the game at. It's those little intricacies and details where it's like the the average person or just any, any other hooper is relying on athleticism is not really gonna like mm. it that way. Uh, certain moves I do, and I say, man, that's a cold crossover. And I try to tell people, like, a big part of crossover is the footwork, mm. you know. So if you understand how the feet work to do it, yeah. you pretty much can. So my last question would be, what does training slash working out mean to you? <sighs> training slash, that's a good question. What does training slash working out mean to me? Uh, I would say it means, can I say multiple things? You can say okay. Of course. I would say it means discipline, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it also means preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's the foundation, just of understanding. I think. Uh, sure. I think it's. Uh, you say training and working out. For me, uh, I think it's just a life thing. I think it's uh, like I keep saying that self awareness. Mm-hmm. I think it's a time to really get to uh, understand yourself. And I think that's big in whatever you do is just under, understanding self, uh, how you want to approach things. So yeah. I, I would call it the foundation. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, people see me, I'm on the grammar stuff, doing what I can, but it's my lifestyle, man. It's yeah. definitely a lifestyle. It's the foundation, man. man. It's so, life. man, I'm, I'm so grateful that you came through again. One of the most crafty players, man. So amazing. You, you know, and if you guys are out there, shout them out. Your Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, you can find me uh, at Ash X Edwards on 
all social media platforms. Keep it simple for you. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot, man. This guy has all the moves in the world, and you're going to see him. He's doing them. He, he's showing you the move, <laughs> and he's doing them. So, again, man, I appreciate you coming through. Great interview. Learned a lot, man. Your story is amazing. I appreciate it's amazing. you, man. Get it more out there, man. I but got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah, y'all, y'all stay tuned out there. Thank y'all for uh, watching, man.